Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Experience Van Life podcast. We're so happy that you've joined us today. My name is Alex. And I'm Frankie. And we are currently living in our 2003 Dodge Sprinter. Oh, yeah, she's glorious. <laughs> we call her Lolo. That's her name. Uh, Lotus Bungalow. If you've seen this at any of the mountains or you've seen any pictures of it, you'll see a big piece of artwork on the side with some mountains and turtles. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. But there has been quite a few little kinks and things that we have to have fixed. Yeah, we'll get into and, that. Yeah. But right now we are traveling to 71 different mountains. We're doing every single mountain on the Epic Ep and Icon Pass, which is snowboarding, if you're yeah. not familiar with or that. Or skiing. You could ski. You yeah, know. you could ski. Yeah, you Two could of ski. the mountains you can actually only ski. Yeah, So. which is uh, Alta and Deer Valley, I think, are the two. I'm yeah, not so we're snowboarders, so when we get there, we'll have to rent some skis. Yeah, but if you see us at any of the mountains in Lolo, be sure to come and say hello because we're yeah. always happy to meet new friends. Yeah, we love talking and chatting and, and just sharing our experiences. And a lot of people actually have questions about the van and like how we did it. So that's half the reason why we're starting this podcast so we could explain to you guys what it's like to live in a van, not only live in a van, but how do you choose. Like, you know, budgeting, mm -hmm. uh, how how you cook, how you use the restroom, you know, all There's those types so of many questions that people that have about van time. life. So we have are going to... Yes, I know. So, of course, we're sharing stuff on our YouTube channels. This is my YouTube channel that we're recording the live streams on. So we're going to be doing this weekly. We haven't set up a schedule mm -hmm. yet. But if you want to catch the live stream video of the podcast... Go to youtube.com slash the hungry health coach. And then if you want to see all of our adventures and stuff about the van and mm -hmm. snowboarding, then you can go to Frankie's channel, which is F Bomb Vlogs. I mean, honestly, Alex has been making wonderful videos ever since she started editing herself, too. So you guys should definitely pop in, check it out. She's doing more of the stuff that happens in the van and what we're going through, like experience wise. And I'm sharing more of like the mountains and the experience on the mountain and how to rate a mountain and mm -hmm. things along that line. Yeah. yeah. So lots of content for you guys to check out. But this podcast today, we're going to focus specifically on how to choose the right vehicle for your mm -hmm. van life adventures. Which, believe it or not, was like pretty hard at first because we really didn't know where to start. Yeah, so of course we watched all the van life stuff on YouTube yeah. and we saw all the builds and that's a really good way or like place to start yeah. to kind of get a feel for what you like, what you don't like, what you think could work for you. Yeah, like what will be suitable for you? Are you guys, you know, people that need a lot of space? Are you guys that feel like that you are comfortable with a smaller space? Uh, smaller space is easier to heat. You know, the, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, gas versus diesel um, gas miles, all that good stuff. Yeah. And just like size of vehicle, you know, maneuverability. Yeah. So um, we're going to get into all of that. So basically the first thing that you have to realize is that there are so many options out there. Yeah, there are. So you could get a sprinter van, which is what we have, which seems to be like the, you know, most ubiquitous van that people use for van life yeah. but it also comes in three sizes yeah it comes in a 140 or 158 uh, actually i'm sorry 114 a 158 and 170 i think yeah and so that's basically the length of your wheelbase so obviously you're going from small to medium to large yeah. so kind of seeing how much extra space that's actually going to give you in your living space 
and why that's going to matter. So if you think that you're going to need a full shower and a full bathroom set up, then you you're probably need the bigger longer. wheelbase. Yeah. But if you get the bigger wheelbase, then you're not going to fit in a standard parking slot. Yep. So that's also something to consider. I would say that we have like the medium size one, the 158 wheelbase, which I think is medium size. But we stick out of a parking spot about like this much. I mean, it's efficient enough to park in one, but you know, you're still sticking out a little, so you sort of yeah. worry about like a car coming by and hitting it. And yeah, like so that. we try to park kind of like at the back of the lot mm -hmm. or kind of on the side of the parking yeah. lot so that maybe those spaces are a little bit bigger. Because yep, yep. if you're in like a big city and you're sticking out that far from all the other cars in the parking lot. Yeah, you feel a little weird too because <laughs> you're, like, you're sticking out just barely, you know, yeah. and uh, you just feel like you're a lot bigger than anybody else there. Yeah, because the, you are. <laughs> the, the next would be like the Ford Eco line. A lot of people have the Ford Ecoline, and they they it's a smaller van. Uh, most it's of them wider, are gas. They're, they're a little wider, yeah. It's so it's wider. wider than the Sprinter, but a little bit shorter. But uh, those those to me seem like they're a little bit tight. But I mean, people make them work. You know, it's 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 very efficient for a lot of people. Uh, you have things like ambulances and and buses. So an ambulance is like basically almost already done electrically for you. So mm -hmm. all you really have to do is like splice wires and add in what you want to add in uh and then they have all the switches and everything ready to go it's pretty much like a livable van already but it's super heavy and tough on gas um then you have your buses which you know if you get a short bus you still have way more room height everything it, it's that i i want to go that way at first <laughs> but uh but yeah you got to think about gas once again and like are you going to be traveling all over the place, driving all the time? Because then you're going to spend a lot of money. Um, you could even do like a car or a hatchback. There's a lot of people that do that. They mm -hmm. build like these sliders and they really like utilize all the space in there. And, you know, you sleep in the back of it and you insulate everything mm -hmm. real well. But so something to think about in that regard is that do you want to be able to stand fully upright in your van or are you okay crouching yeah so even some of the bigger vans you won't be able to stand up fully upright and yeah. when we went and looked at ambulances most of the ambulances in the lot weren't vehicles that you could stand all the way straight in and let me say we are both short we're not tall yeah we're both under five seven yeah five seven we're both <laughs> under five seven and i couldn't stand so yeah you know, it, was, it was a little rough yeah so standing up fully upright to us was important yeah. even though we're short we knew that we were going to be living in the vehicle full time mm -hmm. so we wanted to make sure that we were comfortable standing to cook and stretching in the morning or yeah, doing yoga put, or putting on it clothes is. and things like that i mean for instance you put in like these storage areas and things like that and i've probably knocked my head on that storage area like three or four times <laughs> because you know it's a much smaller area now and you got to get used to it because that wasn't there before so you know those things like that yeah. will definitely come into play yeah well no matter what vehicle you get in and once you're in and once it's built there's going to be an adjustment period yeah, of like sure. where are you going to stub your toe and where are you going to hit your head and yeah. how like upright can you get yeah. in bed yeah all right so let's go into i guess uh the sprinter van and and what the you know what you could get out of the sprinter van like we did um you know so for instance Sprinter vans, a lot of them are diesel. So if you're traveling in the wintertime, they're a little bit harder to start. 
Um, we have a glow plug on us, but what we found is really difficult is finding an actual spot to plug into mm-hmm. other than ourselves, which is the, we have, um, solar on our roof and the inverters, which we have to make a couple adjustments with anyway, mm-hmm. but, uh, it uses a lot of energy to plug into your wall outlet. And so you need to have enough sun or plug. you need your front battery to be charging your back battery. We're going to have an episode coming up about the whole electrical yeah. system because yeah. that's a whole beast of its own. But but the glow plug is something that you have to think about mm-hmm. when you're when you're getting a sprint van or a diesel van in general. Yeah, and I think most buses are diesel yeah. as well. And yeah. I don't know about ambulances. Uh, I don't know either. I think uh, some of them are gas, some of them are diesel. Yeah, so you'll have to check. So, but the thing about diesel, like Frankie said, is in cold weather, you have to heat the engine up before you start the vehicle because there's oil in the fuel. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a oil based uh, fuel and it could freeze up a lot easier. Yeah. So think about like your coconut oil in your cupboard when it gets cold, it hardens up. Yeah. It like gels up. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. becomes like less liquid so there's stuff you could put into the, the engine which is like 911 which allows it to not gel up and like negative 40 degrees or whatever mm-hmm. so so we add helps. a little bit of that every time we fuel yep. up but then we also still have to heat the engine up yep. because you don't want to cold start your engine because you'll just you'll end up like ruining the longevity of the engine yeah for sure so you know, plugging in is something you think about, but then we have a pretty big space that we live in. It's about 14 feet long. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, full kitchen cabinets. We have like a toilet. Uh, we have a, a shower that we pull out of a drawer that we sort of got from Mr. and Mrs. Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for that. Um, there's, there's just a lot of uh, little amenities that you could create with having this space. Uh, one thing that we did a little bit different than a lot of people is we went with a wide bed rather than a long bed uh, to create more space in the front for us. But the only reason that we could do that is because, we're like short. you said, we're both short yeah. people. So unless you're comfortable sleeping scrunched up, like even us, we sleep on a diagonal because yeah. that's the longest part of the bed. Mm-hmm. So Frankie, it doesn't matter for me so much because... I'm shorter than him. Yeah. But so for him, sleeping on the diagonal is important. And I've heard a lot of people, especially like if you're six foot, a million or whatever, you're going to need to have your bed facing the other way. So that's Mm -hmm. something else that you need to think about. You know, once you put your bed in... And A, is it going to be a bed that's there all the time? Or is it going to be a bed that you fold up and put away every day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that's another consideration one thing we thought about in that situation was like we don't want to have to remove our bed knock it down plus we use underneath our bed for like storage and stuff like that so it gave us uh, a lot more area for like bikes and things like that without having to hang them on the back of the truck Mm -hmm. so it doesn't like give people the opportunity to take things from us Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes just having things inside the vehicle makes it less appealing for others to want to, you know, go into the vehicle mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's something we thought about. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, the, the space for us, we felt, was definitely critical to have yeah. as much room as possible, but not be too big to where we can't park in just random places or right. on the side of the road and whatnot. Right. And I'll say, too, like, when we first got into the van so like when we were shopping we'd gone into a bunch of different vans and ambulances and buses and like all the different vehicles we actually started our journey looking at rvs yeah because we thought that they would be the easiest right like everything's already there you've Mm -hmm. already got the plumbing you've Mm -hmm. already got the electrical setup everything's all good but then came 
the discussion of budget, which we need to get into. Yeah. But so our budget was not super high. We wanted to spend max $6,000 on a vehicle. Yeah. So when we were looking at RVs, a brand new RV can cost $100,000 <laughs> more. They can be very expensive, but obviously luxurious, top of the line, everything that you need vehicles. Yeah. But we were looking for a used not so expensive RV. And so when we started doing that, we were traveling all over the state, all over into different right, states. Like Philly. Yeah, we were driving like two to three hours to go see these vehicles. Yeah. And we would get there and be like, wow, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were pretty bad. I, for the, there was a lot that like had leaky roofs or like just stuff falling apart. Yeah. And, you know, you have to really take a good overlook of like the engine and stuff like that. I wouldn't say like go on a whim and just buy any vehicle or the first one you see. You really got to do your research and you really got to look at it like genuinely open up the hood, look at the oil, smell it, make sure it smells right. Like if you don't know what that's supposed to smell like or whatever, just go to your own vehicle. If it's a good, well-running vehicle and check the oil, smell it, see what it smells like. Open look up a bottle, color. open up a bottle of oil and smell it and see what it smells like. Open don't up, inhale too hard. Yeah, open up transmission <laughs> fluid, smell it. See, and look at it, pour it into a cup, see what it's supposed to look like. Because those things are very important when you guys are going to look at these vehicles. Mm -hmm. That way you know that you don't have any issues with in, inside the engine, inside the, you know, the transmission. Um, you know, I, I think that's a super important thing. Make sure there's no leaks or cracks or anything dripping from the engine itself. If you open up the engine and it's covered in oil and there's a little oil spill underneath it, walk away yeah, walk you do away. not need that because the engine is the most important part of the vehicle yeah. all of the stuff in the back the aesthetics of it what you're going to build into it that's all stuff that comes you later you can fix if too. you buy a vehicle whose engine isn't sound you're going to be spending thousands of dollars to fix it yeah. or you might get to a place where you've spent thousands of dollars on your build to make your build beautiful and, and then the engine any, is dead and you have to replace and then an what engine. do you do yeah i mean at that point you probably replace the engine because probably your cheapest route but it's also very expensive still, very still expensive. yeah whereas if you just bought a vehicle that was sound engine wise yeah. to begin with you'd be in a better place mm -hmm. Um, but going on about, uh, Fords, we don't know what we would have got into with stuff like that. Uh, one thing that we did want to do was go with diesel because we get better gas miles as well. Yeah. Was, we're getting really great gas mileage. We're getting about 20 miles to the gallon. That's like fully loaded and using our diesel. Heater yeah. So we do truck. have a diesel heater that's plugged right into our gasoline tank. So we're oh, running that. Tank. Oh, sorry. <laughs> into our gas tank that's full of diesel. Yeah. Um, but so it's pulling diesel out of the tank to run the heater basically yep. all day, all night for yep. like weeks. So even with that running, we're still getting like 18 from, to 20 miles mm -hmm. a gallon. Yep, exactly. Which is really amazing. Yeah, which we uh, definitely expected to get less and we budgeted for quite a bit less, I think. Um, because we really didn't know what we were going to get. And it, then especially too, once you put all of this stuff in your vehicle, mm -hmm. your vehicle is going to be so much heavier. So when it's empty, the gas mileage will be higher yeah. than when it's full. I think when we were first driving around and it was empty and we were like 
getting things fixed and like taking care of stuff. We, were we weren't tracking like, the mileage. Yeah, but, but we were probably getting like 24 to the gallon. And we were like, wow, we haven't filled up our gas tank in weeks. Yeah, like, I think it was like almost awesome. a month yeah. before we actually filled it. Granted, we were traveling in the in inner city and we weren't Yeah, like to Home Depot much. and back or yeah, whatever the case Which is like two miles away or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but, but it, it lasted a really long time. Yeah. But so back to the RVs, what we decided at the end of it was that getting somebody else's handiwork wasn't a great idea. I mean, there are some people who are genuine and do good work and you could tell by like what they're doing and stuff. We did meet like a couple when we were out in Philly that the the gentleman was like a handyman and, and uh, worked on bikes and things like that. And like the engine and all that stuff of the vehicle was in great shape, but the vehicle itself wasn't in the best of shape. It needed a whole new roof. It needed a whole new roof. It needed some things. And he And he was genuine and told us about all that stuff. He even brought down the price, and then we were like, oh, we're going to think about it. And he was like, no problem. It will still be here. We only want to give it to somebody who's going to utilize it in the way that we were going to. And, uh, you know, things wound up turning sideways, and they wound up wanting to keep it anyway. So it was almost like a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know, we were sad to see it go, but happy at the end when we wound up going the route we went. Yeah. And so the whole buying a vehicle is a bit of a journey and it was so up and down the whole time we spent hours and hours and hours searching the internet looking everywhere you know facebook marketplace ebay Mm -hmm. we were on craigslist all these forums are great places to find used vehicles especially like well like auto trader and things like that Mm -hmm. but that's going to be a more expensive vehicle probably yeah it'll probably be like certified in some type of way sometimes right but so we were looking all over the internet we'd find something that we'd like we'd communicate with the person we'd set up a time to go see it then either they drop off the face of the earth and we'd never hear from them again yeah. or quite often. we'd drive there and we'd get there and then it would just be such a letdown. Like we'd be on our way. We'd be like, this is the car. This is what we're going to get. Remember, we're so excited. I remember when we were headed somewhere in Brooklyn and uh, we were headed over to go see a Sprinter van and it was like a 2008 or something like that. It was a little bit newer. Uh, it was a van that. I think a gentleman bought off of a, a company, like an air conditioning company or something like that, and uh, which they normally keep up to date on all their, you know, um, inspections and, and engine work and stuff like that. If there's an issue, they want to keep their vehicles up and running. And we got there and I was like, ooh, this looks like it'll be a good one. And I'm looking in the back and everything seems pretty decent in the back. Uh, the door, though, on the side was like falling apart. There was like uh, the the like the chain that it's on was like falling apart and stuff. And then I pop up the hood and I look underneath and there was just like oil basically dripping out of it. And I was just like, oh no, like this just didn't. It it sounded okay when it when it came on, but you just don't know if somebody like ran it dry ever and like messed up any anything inside the engine. So it's really difficult to go with something that's been leaking so bad. I mean. Is it is it a header or a gasket that's leaking? Is it you know you don't know what it is, so it's a difficult decision. But that was such a letdown because it was oh such a gosh. nice looking vehicle on the outside. There was no rust. It was, it was pretty yeah. nice. And then you get bummed out because you're like, are we ever gonna find yeah. the vehicle for us? Like yeah. price range, vehicle size. Like we just you would get your hopes up so much every time you went to see a new vehicle. When we went to see the ambulances, I was like, yes, yeah. we're going to go. There, this guy, he had a whole lot full of ambulances. And, and another thing is, is like, he was like, 
vehicles for under $5,000. We were like, yeah. We got there and there was one that was $5,000. And it was a piece of shoe, like, ugh. Yeah, and then all the rest were like ten grand to $15,000. Yeah. And they all had quite a bit of miles on them. Granted, they were diesel. So, like, even ours that we bought had 211,000 miles. And a lot of people see that as, oh, my God, that's so many miles. Diesel engines are meant to last for 500,000 or more. A lot of them last around 300,000 in that area, 350,000. It just depends on how you take care of it and, and you know, all that, all that comes into play. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, realistically, don't get discouraged about the miles if it is a diesel. Gas, I mean, it's a little bit different. You probably don't get as many miles out of it. These diesel engines are built for a long haul and they're built for the long run. They might not be the most powerful ones, but they will get to where they need to go. They're built mm-hmm. for the journey. Yeah, we got a slow cruise. Yeah, yeah. When we're going up hills sometimes, we're just like, whatever, we'll go under the speed limit. Yeah, just we'll get there, there when we get there. But, but that's the nice thing about van life is that you're never really in a rush. Yeah. Another thing, though, is, I mean, we could do 80 miles an hour in that thing. No oh, problem. yeah. We so, could cruise down the highway real yeah. quick. But stopping on a dime is a yeah, bit more you difficult. Ha- you have a lot of weight in the vehicle, so you don't really want to be stopping on a dime anyway. So always keep your distance and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just know that finding the right vehicle for you is going to be an emotional roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Don't get discouraged, though. Keep yeah. going at it. You we guys will find so it. We got so discouraged. So, like, there we would didn't. be days where we were just so bummed out. Like, I was like, I can't even look at any more vehicles. We will- we've looked at so many. Yeah. We were almost, like, tired of it. Like, uh, like you know, all these questions come up in your head. But just remember that you'll find your vehicle. Yeah. Just keep going. And we're really big believers of, like... You find the one that's meant for you. Correct. Like, all the searching and the ups and downs and the wishing and the hoping. And, you know, we'd we'd say, like, okay, like, if this is our car, like, let us know. Like, yeah. if this is going to be the one. like Give us just, a sign. We just, like, you know, and then we would get there and it wouldn't be. And it would, it would still be such a bummer. But we're like, all right, it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Like, we're going to find it. And ultimately we did. And ultimately we did. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, I mean, one thing that you want to think about is, like, your comfort level, the size of the vehicle, you know, uh, how much room you have. Those things are all very uh, important for who you are. You yeah. know, that, that's the main thing is all about who you are and, and how you feel personally. Yeah. So, things like the size and direction of your bed, things mm-hmm. like whether you're going to need full plumbing toilet system. And yeah. I'll just let you know, like, you probably don't need a full... The whole bathroom. So, like, it's super the, handy to have. The urine diverter. The urine diverter. And it's definitely nice to have the number two option. Yeah. But we've never really needed to use it because it's, like, in case of emergencies. Yeah. Most of the time, you're going to be at places or stopping at roadside stops. Or mm-hmm. we're going to a lot of mountains right now. So, we just use the facilities at the mountains. Because yeah. the less that you do in the vehicle, the less you have to clean up. Yeah. So it's way better to do it outside of the vehicle as much as you can. For the shower, we do have the pull-out shower, and we do have the ability to have an outdoor shower. Um, but for us, A, you don't even need a shower that often. It's snowing outside, and Frankie got Sorry. distracted. He's like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I love the snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So we have a Planet Fitness membership. So we've been showering at Planet Fitnesses. We've also had the option to shower at the the mountain resort a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. Um, and then along our journey, we've been stopping at friends and family's places. So like, it seems like every three or four days, the shower just kind of like appears to us. Mm-hmm. And whether it's we searched it out for Planet Fitness or we just arrived at somebody's home. Yeah, and there's like a lot of amazing people out there. So if you just like talk to people and tell them about your journey and like what you're doing, a lot of people like want to give to you in a sense. Uh, so like we even met somebody on the mountain that, that wound up giving us access to like his timeshare to go and take a shower. And yeah. He gave us like access like to the fitness center. So we got his name to go. Jim. He was the man. Jim was the man and yeah. he gave us his email and we emailed him to say thank you. And it bounced back. Yeah. And so. So Jim, if you're seeing this. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, we love you, Jim. Thank yeah, you so we much. Hope to see you again. We did the hot tub, we did the sauna, we did yeah. the pool, and then we both got like a glorious shower. And yeah. like, so these opportunities will arise. So mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to have everything that you think that you, you know, have in your big house in your van. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the other thing to consider in terms of like size is like how many people are you rolling with? Is it just you? Or are you doing solo van life? Because then you probably don't need that much space. Mm-hmm. Is it a couple? You'll need a little bit more probably. Yeah. Are you traveling with a kid, with two kids, with five kids? You know, all of these things are going to determine how big of a vehicle that you really need. Yeah, I mean, like, for people who need a lot more room, maybe the long bus is the way you go. Yeah. I mean, and some of these long buses, I don't know if you guys oh, see them. Oh, they're glorious. Oh, they are so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think what we built is wonderful and beautiful, but some of these some of these are just breathtaking. I mean, they look well, like they have, it's mansions like, compared it's like, to uh, what It's we basically have. like getting like a brand new $100,000 RV. Like you have yeah. a living room, you have a dining room, you have, you know, your bedrooms. You could literally have a full everything. You know what I think is the dopest of those? Huh. The wood-burning fireplaces. Yeah, those oh are really nice. Oh, my God. That's, like, really the nice. nicest thing ever. And, like, you could put that in a sprinter van, but then you have to really, like, be cautious of... Your setting, space. Yeah. Setting the place on fire and stuff. Yeah. I mean, the one good thing is you do have diesel, so it's, like, really hard to ignite diesel. Like, you could drop a match in a diesel tank, and it won't go... It won't combust. So that that's one good thing about having diesel and then having like a wood burning fireplace. Yeah, whatever. but you could still blow your van up. Yeah, you even could, if it's diesel. Yeah, you could you could burn the whole thing down. If oh, you for really sure. Wanted to. If you like drop the one of the pieces of wood on the floor or whatever, and you know, or something, you know, right you up. had like some clothes in front of it something, and some sparks jumped out or whatever. Who yeah. knows? But so we don't have a wood burning fireplace. No, but anyways, the, like so going back to the very beginning when you're doing your research and you're watching all these videos on YouTube and all the van tours and like checking it all out, keep a list and like see what you really want. And like your list of wants is going to be different than your list of needs. Yeah, for sure. So the things that you want in your van, like I want a glorious tiled shower and I want, you know, a wood burning fireplace Yeah. versus I need need somewhere to pee at night i need a sink to clean dishes in you know and then your budget is also going to come into play in these wants versus needs honestly one thing i could say is um buy the better product at the end of the day like even if you go over your budget just a little bit even if it's a thousand dollars two thousand dollars whatever it is keep it you know fair but uh buy the better product in the sense of like water pumps and things like that, because those are very crucial to your living out of the space. And if you don't have 
you know, the proper materials, uh, then it could backfire on you. Yeah. So when you're building, there are some things that you could go cheap on. Like we went cheap on the diesel heater itself and that's been working wonderful. Well, yeah. So like instead of buying the thousand dollar heater, we bought the $300. No, it was actually $128. Was it? Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's been kicking butt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the difference that you get with something like that is like, you don't get the automated thermostat where you could set a temperature. We could set a timer, but not really a temperature. Mm-hmm. So it's like little things that you can you can do and choose and, and change. But it's been kicking butt. And we've been uh, very warm in the van, mm-hmm. even on very cold days. Mm-hmm. So, But getting back, back to the vehicle, because yeah, we'll talk about the build in a later episode. Yep. Um, but so in terms of the vehicle, you definitely need to set yourself a budget. We're yep. firm believers in don't spend more than you have. Correct. So Frankie's original plan <laughs> for this trip, <laughs> we'll tell him about that. Yeah, I'll tell him. So originally I was going to buy a Jeep Gladiator, the new pickup truck of the Jeeps. And I was going to get a small teardrop, um, I think it was a Mini Max. Mini, Mini Max. Mini Max, yeah, Mini Max. And that would have put me back probably around $80,000. But instead, Alex showed me a budget. She pulls out this whole budget and she's yes. like, Look, this budget. is what you need to save and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, uh, I don't know if I could handle that. Yeah. So it was somewhere around like $4,000 a month. and. Yeah, I had a great... Probably more than I think that. it was like 4300 and change, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, I almost specific. remember that. It was like $4,384 a month or something like that. It was very, very close to that. And I remember saying to myself, I have a good job. I can make that, but I'll literally be working overtime every single day and every single afternoon, like every single evening, mm-hmm. every weekend. I would have to work every single day to save that type of money. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I wound up... You know, me and Alex wound up going over the options and talking about other things or getting something already built. And, you know, it cut the budget tremendously. Yeah. I mean, the budget went from that to about half. And which is still a, a tough thing for a lot of people to save. Just having, totally. you know, um, depending on what your life is like and expense wise. Uh, but, you know, we wound up deciding ultimately I had the skills to be able to build out and fix, um, you know, the van uh, the Sprinter van ultimately and any type of van in that case uh, with the help of you know my uncle he has all the tools and stuff and just doing research YouTube helped out a ton in the sense of you know just being able to understand these type of vehicles mm-hmm. and how to do these builds and like what we really wanted to create um, so yeah, budget is huge. Budget yeah. is like the biggest thing. So yeah. we're going to have a whole episode about budget yeah. coming up later, but just for the vehicle portion of it, mm-hmm. you should have an idea of how much you want to spend for your vehicle. Yep. And we a hundred percent suggest having all that money. So yes. paying cash for Full the vehicle, out. especially if you're doing a private sale, you'll probably get a discount on it because you are paying cash. So if you say, we're going to budget $7,000 for our vehicle, we, cash. Sorry to interrupt, but we do have a comment here from Valentine Leonard. I don't know if I said that correctly. Hey, Leonard, how you doing? Uh, Valentine, how you doing? He bought a Ford Transit 2013. I think that's a great vehicle. It was definitely one of our options. It was a little bit smaller for us. Uh, is it the 117 base or is it uh, bigger? 
and what made you make videos about van life? Honestly, we've been really intrigued by van life. Um, and now we're living van life. And we've, we both really wanted to travel and explore and see all these different places. Me personally, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of snowboarding. I absolutely love being on the mountain and in nature. So that was a big thing that I, I was already making like some snowboard videos and stuff like that. And what a better way to like enjoy the van life than to do something that you really love. Um, so realistically, that's the main reason why I got into van life was to be able to travel and go snowboarding and, you know, go to these other places in the summertime and whatnot and be able to enjoy it with your best friend, you know, <laughs> she's lovely. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, um, I think that's a great vehicle. Uh, I think it's gas if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think you guys get like 14 to 17 miles per gallon if I'm not mistaken on that either let me know if i'm wrong but uh but yeah i mean thanks for your comment and you know good luck with your transit and maybe send some pictures over to us mm -hmm. you know dm us on instagram um you can find her at the, at the hungry health coach and me at f-bomb vlogs i'd love to see what you've done so far with your vehicle yeah so getting back to the budget though, mm -hmm. so set a budget for yourself, pay cash, you'll get a discount most likely on what you're purchasing. Um, and then also keep in mind that you're going to have to pay for things like registration, getting your plates, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, insurance for the vehicle. So all these things kind of should factor into your budget. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you could think about is if you do want to get something newer, something more expensive that you can finance it. Oh yeah. For sure don't lease it. We just had like a huge leasing issue um, that we had to get rid of. All your clicking is stressing me out. What just are you doing? Going. I'm just trying to make it to where we could see comments. For oh, now. well, I sorry. I want to see this one too to make sure that it's still going. It is. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so if you do want to finance a vehicle, go for that. Don't lease it. Leasing is such a waste. And if you're doing van life, you're going to way go over the miles well, so an quickly. Another thing with leasing is like, mile yeah, miles wise, yeah, you can't, you can't really do that. It's not going to be affordable. Yeah. And they'll kill you in, in, uh, the over mile charge. It's like 25 cents per mile. Right. Adds up really quick. Yeah. So you definitely want to either finance or pay cash. The the one good thing about, sorry to interrupt you, the one good thing about financing a vehicle is that you get warranties out the wazoo. So, like, mm. you, you get, like, a 100,000-mile warranty, and it's going to take you a little while for that to get over that 100,000 miles. But at the same time, anything that happens, like, say, your engine blows up or your transmission goes or whatever, most of that stuff is covered. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're not going to have to spend that extra money you know, down the road, down if something, the road goes or something goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, granted, it, you'll spend more money out the out the outset, and then yeah. you'll also likely have a monthly cost. Correct. So, if your goal with van life is to quit your job and to just live on the road and whatever, that'd be a tougher situation. It would be tougher, and you definitely have to budget beforehand to make sure that you had enough to cover your monthly expenses. Yeah. Um, so, we personally budgeted. To not have the monthly expense of a vehicle because we'd rather just pay for the vehicle outright. And then we did budget in for maintenance. So I don't, I'll have to check the budget, but we budgeted at least a couple hundred bucks a month. a month for maintenance. So whether that's, you know, buying a new whatever pump or like buying the coolant. special coolant or antifreeze or the stuff that we're putting, the 911 that you put in the gas yeah. tank yeah, yeah. to stop it from freezing. 
or to buy that extra battery bank or whatever well, the case may even be. Even just vehicle maintenance, like changing your oil or putting more fluids in or whatever the, whatever the case may be, there's like changing little light bulbs. You know, there's, there's always going to be things that pop up that you're going to have to fix and change and, and pay for pay for. So you always got to make sure you put those things within your budget. Right. So when you're choosing your vehicle, make sure that you think about, do I want to have a cost while I'm living van life? What can I actually afford now? Yeah. Or like, what can I save in the next, like, you know, five, six year, you know, whatever, yeah. however long you're giving yourself, how much can I save so that I can just buy the vehicle outright? And like realize, guys, that you don't have to do this right now. You could plan to do it in two years from now. You could plan to do it a year from now, six months, mm -hmm. three years, five years, whatever it is. And then that makes it to where you could save more money and you could create a better budget for yourself for these types of mm -hmm. travels. And honestly, for us, like having the goal in mind and the dream in mind mm. made budgeting so much easier oh, yeah. and it made saying no to stuff so much easier. I can't tell you how many times my friends have gotten like upset that I wasn't going to go out with them and stuff like that. I love you guys and I appreciate you guys, but the, now they understand why mm -hmm. I was, I was saying no, you know, because yeah. I had to focus on what I wanted to do in life and where I want to go. And it was van life and yeah. it was traveling. And now we're doing it. Yeah. And it's been really enjoyable so far. Yeah, we've had issues and things like that that have come along, which we'll get into later on. Some of them really funny. A lot of them we laugh off mm -hmm. because, you know, what else can you do? And you wait until you have a moment to be able to fix it and you go from there. Yeah. And all that stuff we're obviously sharing more in real time on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. So... Go check those out. Mm -hmm. The Hungry Health Coach is mine, and FBOM underscore vlogs is Frankie. Yes. Um, but so kind of wrapping up this whole choosing the right vehicle for your van life, it really comes down to knowing what you need yeah. for yourself, for your situation, what you think is going to be the best for you. Then thinking about things, mechanically speaking, you know, the the soundness of the engine, how much work you think you can actually do on the engine. I mean, and even the build-out, too. Like, how much work you could do as a person with the build-out. I mean, there's YouTube videos everywhere that could help you out. We even have some up that mm -hmm. can help you out with your build. But at the same time, maybe going with a company that could build it for you is a way to go. Mm -hmm. You know, there's options out there for it. So just do some research. Uh, there's a couple companies out in Oregon that I know of. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what their names are. But also know that like you can do more yeah. than you think you can. Like neither of us are carpenters yeah. or you know woodworking experts. Yeah. But like we figured it out. Yeah. And we made it work. And like no, it's not like the flawless you know van life whatever. But like. It's totally livable. It's yeah. so comfortable. And it, and it works. Yeah. It works. That's the most incredible thing yeah. is it all works. Yeah. And like even people that went inside it was like, oh my God, you guys built this? Like this is amazing. <laughs> and it's such an incredible feeling to know that like you did it yourself. Yeah. And like, like or we did it ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's such a great feeling. And like, you know, even Alex never ha doesn't really have any experience with upholstery and she did all the upholstery in there herself. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and it came out so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And and it's just like, you know, you you get a lot of um good feeling when you accomplish these goals and these 
Yeah. You know, you create something good out of your opportunity. Yeah. And the day that you actually buy your vehicle is going to be the happiest day of your whole yeah. like experience. Yeah. Because if you're like us, you'll have been searching for months. We were thinking, we're like, do we just fly to Florida to buy one of these vehicles? Because the other thing, we were searching it in New York City and mm-hmm. like in the New York City area. Yeah. So the prices of things were out of control. Everything was so expensive. And then we'd see something on the West Coast or, you know, in Texas or in Florida that was basically the same vehicle for like half the price. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, well, do we just take a flight and go there? But then the the thing that always got us with that is, what if it's not as advertised? What if we spend all this money and time, we fly to wherever, we get there, we see the car, and just like the vehicle that we thought was going to be gate in Brooklyn, the engine is covered in oil, it's leaking everywhere, yeah. the door's not working, you know, like, the pictures online are always going to show the, the best version of, yeah. of the vehicle, <laughs> yeah. whereas when you actually open up the hood and get into it... So we so ultimately amazing. did not fly anywhere. We ended up finding a vehicle that was about two and a half, three hours, three hours upstate yeah. in northern. It was listed for six. Um, we got there. We looked at it. We kind of talked to the guy. told him what we were doing. So there was like, sorry to interrupt you, but there was a lot of rust and stuff in the van. And like I, I realized how much more rust there was compared to like what we seen in the pictures. And I looked at it and there was a, I felt the 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 rotor on the left side was warped so I knew I would have to do like brakes and all this stuff and um I said to the guy I'll do it but I'm only gonna do it for four thousand and to be honest I should have started at three because <laughs> he probably would have taken probably it. Took it but uh you know I said four thousand dollars and he said you know what because I know about what you guys want to do with it and all this stuff I'll do it for four thousand dollars and uh you know we shook hands and we gave him a couple couple thousand dollars. There yeah, we gave him a little down payment so that we because you have to go and then you have to get the plates. Yeah, and you stuff. have to get everything registered and all that stuff. And then so we we took care of that and uh, we got back up there and next thing you know we were leaving in the van. Mm-hmm. And when we 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 test drove it, that another thing, guys, is when you when you're looking at these vehicles, test drive it for more than ten miles. Because after that 10 miles, you're actually going to start to notice the flaws of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it definitely, I wouldn't have really noticed the braking, you know, if I didn't drive it for more than that time. Because then I started to get like this squeal and the sound. and, and, and mm-hmm. But everything mechanically underneath the hood seemed pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was it still was a lot It was disgusting on do. the inside. Yeah. It was so dirty oh, and disgusting. so gross. And this guy obviously did not take care of the vehicle no. at all. No, he used it for just work. So, he just threw stuff in, didn't care about Even it. Even just like, like a week ago, I found and... like melted packets of sugar jammed in the front like window. Yeah. And I was like, how did I not? We've been literally in and out of this car cleaning and doing all this work for months and months and months. And I'm like, how did I miss these gross sugar packets? (sighs) Like, how is that even possible? Well, then I personally found, I opened up the circuit board underneath the, the, uh, the steering wheel as the main circuit board for the whole truck. And I pop it down and there's a nail about this long. And a bunch of uh, uh, staples about this big inside the circuit board. We're lucky it didn't shut out the whole system. So, like, maybe that's another thing you do. <clears throat> open up open up the circuit board. Open up all that stuff. Check it out and make sure that there's nothing in there to short it out on your drive home or whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, but after putting in all the work and all the time and doing all these fixes, Lolo has been amazing. She has, and she's endured weather. I mean, we, we've got her in, like, zero-degree weather, and she was able to saw it up, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we patched her up, and hopefully we made her feel good. Um, there's still, you know, some rough spots on it. We couldn't get rid of it all. Um, but gave her a nice little paint job and took care of her really well. You know, you got to talk sweet to her, too. You gotta, <laughs> hey, it's all good, Lolo. We got you. We're going to make you feel all good and healthy. You know? Yeah. And even, that, like, now that we're on the road and everything's going, we're noticing things still that need to be fixed or things that are kind of, like, malfunctioning, like mm-hmm. our windshield wipers. And, uh. you know, so... Even when you're on the road, know that you're still going to be working on the vehicle, Correct. especially if you got something that's a little bit older that needed a little bit more TLC. Um, there's always going to be things that you can fix. And that's, you know, the whole idea of buying this vehicle yeah. is that you're going to start with a kind of a blank canvas mm-hmm. and then you can make it whatever you want it to be. So whatever you can dream for your build, you can achieve to a degree, depending on your skills or how mm-hmm. much you want to pay somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about today is just the bones, yeah, the right? Bones of it. So finding the right bones, the right frame, the size of the vehicle, the width of the vehicle, gas versus diesel. Um, Longevity of the engine, you know, the how it's going to handle and operate in the cold or, yeah. or whatever you're going to do. Yeah, How's like, are you going to be, be doing, like, summertime? mountain climbing? Are you going to need yeah. a vehicle that can, like, get up and down mountains? Are you going to be going Maybe through you the need desert? Four by four. Are you going to be spending all your time in, like, hot, hot, hot places? Mm-hmm. So, like, you need to make sure that your engine's not going to overheat. Yeah. So, like, the dream of your van life, adventures definitely factors into the vehicle that you're going to purchase for yourself. Correct, for sure, 100%. Yeah. So if you guys have any tips of what you think is really important when you're buying your van life vehicle, let us know in the comments below. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to hear from you guys. We're going to start sharing our best comment of the week. Yes. So starting next week, we'll have comment of the week for the podcast. Um, and well, we could go with uh, the best comment of the week so far was from Valentine Leonhard. Good for you. Thank you so much for watching the live stream. So Thank that's the guys. other thing. We're going to be live streaming each of these podcasts on my YouTube channel, The Hungry Health Coach. And then we'll be sharing them wherever you can download podcasts through the app Anchor. And we're really happy to have you guys along for the journey. Next up, we're going to be talking about budgeting. So stay tuned for that because that's a big topic. We're going to talk about budgeting and living in a van. Mm-hmm. So those are, that's a big topic, a lot of fun. And we'll explain to you guys maybe some stuff that we did while living in the van. Well, for sure. That's the whole point. (laughs) So before we close off, we're just going to finish with a little moment of gratitude. So Frankie, what is something that you have been super grateful for in this last week in our van life? I honestly have been super grateful for the people that I've met and the opportunities that I've had. So the people I met and the people I've been gracious to us and helping and even just the opportunities to help others as well. Um, you know, like pushing that lady out of the parking spot. And, you know, it's the universe's way of us giving to them and it giving back. Mm-hmm. I've been super grateful for having you Aww. in the van. So um, and just 
like the way that we've been communicating with each other and working with each other mm-hmm. and especially this last week I was having some anxiety and some stressful moments and I was super grateful that you were there with me to help me kind of manage those anxieties and to feel better um yeah I'm super grateful for one that. thing I could say guys is that your partner is the one who is ride or die with you. So make sure that you're respectful and you do whatever it takes to help them out too. Because that if it wasn't for her, I would not be here right now. So. Yeah, and ditto for you. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's why it's so easy to help you in those situations. I appreciate that. Of course. So that's all for this week on Experience Van Life, the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Later, guys. If you guys are loving this FNA podcast and you want more, you're in luck. We've decided to release a special exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like. All you have to do is just join our Patreon and we're going to hook you guys up. Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us, FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation, you guys are going to get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out. Go to fnavanlife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind the scenes content.